Number one, review your will or trust and estate plan in general. You want to make sure, first off, is your will valid? And you might not know the answer to that question. What I say to do, is it signed? Do you have a will that's signed? Are there witnesses on that? Or do you have a trust? Is it signed? If you did it with a lawyer, it's probably valid if it's signed, right? I have clients all the time that come in, or the kids come in usually, with mom or dad's will, and they forgot something, it's not signed. So they somebody sent them documents to sign, they never signed them, it doesn't work. When you review your estate plan with your will or trust, make sure that the beneficiaries are the way you want them, the executors are who you want them to be, and the trustees are still appropriate. You are listening to the Legacy Talk podcast hosted by James A. Jones, attorney at law and founder of Sound Legacy Law, PLLC in Tacoma. Attorney Jones is here to talk about how to best protect your family, assets, and wealth. Pulling stories from his more than 20 years of helping families and business owners protect their assets, create their estate plans, preserve their wealth, and plan for the future. Nobody wants to think about estate planning, but life has a way of sneaking up on you. And at any moment, something unexpected could happen that will leave you regretting not having acted sooner. So join Attorney James A. Jones in the Legacy Talk podcast and together learn how to plan for your future today and have peace of mind tomorrow. Welcome to Legacy Talk. I'm your host, James Jones. I'm an estate planning attorney from Tacoma, Washington. I've been practicing for over 20 years, and my main practice areas are estate planning, probate, and estate administration. On Legacy Talk, we discuss topics surrounding families and estates. Estate planning is often a confusing and complicated topic, but my goal with this podcast is to make it understandable and accessible to the people who need it. So if this is something that interests you, I'd appreciate it if you click the subscribe button and like this episode so that you can follow along as we break down the barriers of estate planning. I'm excited to get to today's topic. So today's topic is the 10 things that you can do in the new year regarding your estate plan. So if this is something that interests you, follow along and uh, we'll get right to it. So on today's show, we're talking about The 10 things to do at the start of the new year regarding your estate plan. So let's get to it. So when you create an estate plan, it's really not a set it and forget it kind of thing. Because things change, right? Everything changes. Things in our lives are not typically static. Families change. Our assets often change. So that means our estates change, right? Everything changes around us. And... By staying static with regard to certain parts of our life when other parts are changing, that could be a problem. In the immortal words of Rocky Balboa, if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. So I just wanted to put that in there. So, <laughs> But uh, things change. Okay, so we need to look at our estate plans. So here's 10 things that we can do with our estate plans at the start of a new year. Okay. Number one, review your will or trust and estate plan in general. You want to make sure, first off, is your will valid? And you might not know the answer to that question. What I say to do, is it signed? Do you have a will that's signed? Are there witnesses on that? Or do you have a trust? Is it signed? If you did it with a lawyer, it's probably valid if it's signed, right? I have clients all the time that come in, or the kids come in usually, with mom or dad's will. 
and they forgot something, it's not signed. So they somebody sent them documents to sign, they never signed them, doesn't work. When you review your estate plan with your will or trust, make sure that the beneficiaries are the way you want them, the executors are who you want them to be, and the trustees are still appropriate, right? Are these people still able and willing to do that kind of a job, right? Are these beneficiaries still the people you want to give your stuff to? Okay. And then you want to make updates to reflect major life changes, right? People getting married, people getting divorced, people being born, people passing away, all those kinds of things, right? We want to make sure our plan is compliant with those changes that have happened in our lives, major life changes. Number two, and this isn't with your will necessarily, but you want to check your beneficiary designations. So most of us have a life insurance, maybe through our work, maybe on the side, maybe you have a 401k, an IRA, all of those kinds of assets can have beneficiary designations. So you want to check your insurance policies, your retirement accounts, any investment accounts that can have beneficiary designations, make sure that those are the way you want them. That You don't have some person on there that you don't want to get your 401k, for example, like if you got divorced or something, you don't have your ex-wife or husband on there. Or if you have, if you're not married yet and you have your mom on there, right? Or something when you got it and you'd got married and you've got your mom or dad or brother or something still on there, maybe you want your spouse to get it. So check that kind of stuff. Also consider contingent beneficiaries for those kinds of plans too. If something happens to that primary beneficiary, is there someone else that I'd like to have it, you know, if they're not able to get it, right? If they're not around. And so, and that those beneficiary designations align with your intentions now. Do they sync with the way your will or trust distributes things? Those are things to consider. Number three, check your power of attorney and healthcare directives. Same thing with the executors and stuff that we talked about with a will or a trust. We want to make sure that the people that you're appointing as that durable power of attorney agent for medical or financial decisions is someone that can still do the job, is willing to still do the job, and is someone that you want to do the job. And make sure that those people know, at least generally, what your wishes are with regard to medical treatment, end of life treatment. Most of that stuff is covered in those documents, but you want to make sure that's something that they're aware of. Do they have a copy in case there's an emergency? Okay. So they need to have a copy to take to the hospital or take to the bank. They shouldn't have to go digging through your safe. Okay. And especially not your safe deposit box. Okay. That's a different topic, maybe. Make sure they, people that you have in charge under the power of attorney, at least, have a copy of that document. And, you know, so that they can use them. Otherwise, they're not using them. Number four, create an inventory of your assets. That just means you need to make a list, right? Make a list of your assets. Do you have a house? That should be on the list. Do you have a rental property? That should be on the list. Do you have a bank account? What bank is it at? That's on the list, right? investment accounts, retirement accounts, uh, personal property that has significance like jewelry, you know, art, maybe any intellectual property, music or writings or art, you know, that kind of stuff should be on a list as to where it is, right? What bank do you use? What investment company do you use? Who's your financial advisor? Who's your lawyer, right? Who's your accountant? That kind of thing. And make sure that this inventory is with your estate planning documents. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It just has to have the details of the basic information. Okay. So where do you bank? You know, where do you have your accounts? Who do you consult with? Who are your professionals? 
right? Who are your advisors? That kind of stuff should be on there. And you also want to take account of digital assets. So the way that things go now with banking, when many of us are purely online bankers, right? Some accounts, you don't even have a branch, right? And so you want to make sure that you have a list of those probably with passwords and login information, right? On all of that kind of stuff. So that people can get into those accounts if necessary, right? Because it's very difficult to access that kind of stuff if you don't have the proper information. This also includes things like social media. If you have cryptocurrency, do you have like a Coinbase account or something like that? Make sure that kind of stuff's listed as well with how to log in so that people that are working on your behalf with regard to your estate can still do it, right? They can access that information and particularly know that information. One little aside, I guess, on that is I had a client whose child died, adult child, single man, and he had a bunch of different social media accounts. He had a bunch of different online banking accounts, died unexpectedly, very young. And my client had to go figure that stuff all out through a probate proceeding, she did not know anything. She couldn't get into the to his email. She couldn't get into his social media. She couldn't get into the online banking accounts. So make sure that kind of stuff is in that inventory and that list, okay? Passwords, logins, for all of those kinds of things. Number five, you want to consider on an annual basis any tax implications that could be have changed or could relate to your estate. And these changes could be a couple ways, right? One is I've had a great year in the market and my estate is now in the taxable realm, right? Or my house went up because of real estate prices. In Washington, this happens. It happened over the last few years where real estate prices went crazy over through the COVID pandemic and they're still pretty stable here in Washington. You could have a taxable estate now. And so you need to check on that and see part of the inventory preparation will help figure out what your net worth is and whether you have a taxable estate or not. But if you do, you might need to change something on your plan. So it's good to look at that to make sure that you're taking advantage of all the things that you can do to save and shelter assets so that they're not includable as part of your taxable estate and explore strategies in that regard. Okay. And you'll want to consult with your advisors, your tax professional or attorney that knows how to deal with those kinds of issues. Okay. Number six, guardianship for minor children. This is the same as the executor. And it's the same as the power of attorney people are the people that you've named as guardian, still the people that you want to be guardians. Are you still friends with these people? Are they still good relationships that you're having with these people? Okay. Are they still willing to take your kids? Maybe you had a new kid and now you've got an extra kid and they might not be willing to, right? Or if you had a new kid and it's your first kid, you may want to make sure that you update your will to include that guardian. Okay. And so if those kinds of things are the way or are happening in your life, you want to make sure that those names are still the same as you want them. Right. And you want to have, if you don't have alternate guardians, if you don't have alternate guardians, you want to make sure that you do. Cause what happens if those first choices, the primary choice can act, right? Something happens to them too. So you want to make sure your alternates are still good as well or add alternates if you don't have them. Okay. And you want to make sure that another thing to do in regard to guardianships, maybe on an every year or so basis, is to make sure that you have some kind of letter of intent or at least have a discussion with the people that you're naming to say, you know, this is how I would like to have my kids raised. 
I'd like them to go to this church or not go to church or whatever, right? Whatever. Or they, that you want them to go to college or if you want to push them into vocational schools or, you know, those kinds of things. Preferences, wishes with regard to how kids are raised. So that kind of stuff is, make sure that stuff is dialed in as well. If you're talking about the guardianship stuff, make sure that list is still the way you want it. That letter is still the way you want it. Okay. Number seven, we want to make sure that if we have trustees or executors in our wills or trusts, that these people are still up for the job, right? So you probably want to talk to them. You know, if it's your brother, your dad, and you see him all the time or your best friend or something, you know, those people you'll still probably still know. They're still doing good. Their brain still works, right? They can still do it. If it's your dad and you put him in there 10 years ago, maybe he's too old, right? Or your uncle or whatever, your mom, you know what I mean? So you want to make sure that they understand your intentions, that they're still willing to do the job, they're still able to do the job. We've talked about that a little bit already. I know. And then make sure that you've got alternates on those as well, because if something does happen and you don't get around to changing it right away, those alternates would step in and take the place of the primary executor or trustee. So make sure your alternates are also there for one and also willing to do the job if necessary, even if it's a secondary basis. Number eight, you want to communicate your issue, your wishes with those that you're dealing with, right? So you want to have open and honest communication. We've, I've talked about this on other episodes where it's kind of an old school way to think is we don't tell our kids about our stuff, right? We don't tell our kids about our estate or our assets or what we want to have happen when we're gone. That's kind of antiquated. That's not the most productive way to live. And we want to make sure that the people that are involved in this plan at least know generally what it encompasses, right? So that there is a will or there is a trust. And these are the kind of assets we have. You don't have to give them specifics. And a lot of the time I'll recommend to clients, you know, you probably don't want to give your kids a copy of your will or your trust unless they're the one in charge because things change, right? And you get a lot of hurt feelings and complexity and contested matters as far as if you change the distribution, right? So say, for example, maybe one of your kids needs more money than another kid in the, you've, so you reduce the percentages. If you do that, then the kid that gets a reduced percentage might be mad or sad or confused or frustrated and cause problems down the road when you're gone. So make sure that is something that I wouldn't probably recommend just sort of handing out that will because you might change that thing every few years. Okay. And if you do make a change like that and it's something, well, maybe Bobby needs a little extra money because he can't work anymore or something, communicate that to the kids and say, hey, we're going to give him a little bit more so that he doesn't get, you know, so that he has something to live off of, right? He doesn't have the opportunity that you have. Okay. So that's always helpful. Number nine, consult with an estate planning attorney, okay? Maybe schedule a meeting with your estate planning attorney to review your documents, make sure that the way you want them, nothing's changed in the law. You don't have to research this stuff yourself. If you have an existing relationship with an estate planning attorney, you probably can make an appointment with that person and they'll tell you if things have been changed, anything that they would suggest with regard to your estate, if anything should be updated, you know, new tax strategies implemented, stuff like that. And then they'll give you advice with regard to taxes and additional planning that might help reduce those things. 
And finally, number 10 is if you don't have an estate plan yet or a will, do it, right? (laughs) So if you don't have one, go back to number nine, schedule that meeting with an estate planning attorney to do your estate plan. You know, why wait until December to do your will or your trust, right? Make sure that you have your family protected and your assets protected. And so if you don't have a plan, do it. That should be number one. If we're going backwards, you know, the biggest thing to do if you don't have an estate plan in 2024 is to do one, right? <laughs> so, so there you have it. Okay. I've had a lot of clients, if we're going for story time now, you know, this is the story section here of this podcast. I've had countless clients come to me with someone's will that was never signed, which I talked about. They have, oh, mom's will. I've, she's got it in this envelope and and nobody signed it, right? Because maybe the lawyer that she had drafted it, sent it to her for signature and didn't sign it in the office for some reason. There's, or there was a, or they lost the original. I don't know. And they just have a copy left and it's not signed. I also have people come in to my office that with wills that they did 30 or 40 years ago. And they said, well, we probably should add the rest of the kids. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we don't, it's not something that you set and forget with this estate planning. You want to make sure if you've had another kid, you probably should stick them in that will, right? Make sure you name them so that there's no issues later. Okay. I've got the same thing comes up with executors. So if you have an old will and you've got an executor that you've named to be in charge of your estate when you're gone, that person might be dead if it's a 40 year old will, right? Or they might be 85 or 90 or something and they can't do it. If they were about the same age as you when you did it, if you're that old, I guess. You want to make sure that the people that are listed in there are still able to do it, that all the kids are in there. Because if everybody's gone and some say mom passed away or dad passed away or brother passed away or friend or whatever passes away, and the executor they have is the guy that they had, their neighbor from 30 years ago, you know, that's that they, we don't know where he is or he's dead, you know then you're going to have problems. You're going to have to go through a more complicated process to get that will administered is really what it comes down to. And it's going to cost more money. It's going to take more time. And so in all of those instances, you're going to have opportunities lost for simplicity, for potential tax savings, for distribution, you know, for avoiding things like probate, more complicated probates. And so a lot of those, or I guess all of those things could have been prevented with simple revision or review and revision of your existing estate plan. So take a look at your documents, take a look at them, take a look at your will, take a look at your power of attorney, make sure it's the way you want it. Make sure the beneficiary is the way you want them. Make sure your executors and agents and people that you're putting in charge are the way you want them and the people you want to have in those positions and that they're still willing to do them. Okay. And if you don't have them, if you don't have your estate done, do it. Okay. Do your will, do your power of attorney, do a trust, whatever makes the most sense for you do it. Okay. And you can have help for that. So there's people to do it. So, so that's it. That's the episode for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of legacy talk. If you liked today's episode and would like to learn more, please subscribe for more great content. I've been your host, James Jones to your legacy. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Talk podcast by attorney James A. Jones. 
If you found today's episode helpful, we ask that you like and follow us on all major platforms so you don't miss out on the latest episode. If you have questions for Attorney Jones, reach out at info at joneslegacylaw.com or visit our website at joneslegacylaw.com. Join us again next week for another episode of the Legacy Talk Podcast.